welcome to Multiverse Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And this week we're talking about... Exiles. Uh, yeah, we are back on Chris Claremont's uh, semi... Well, the penultimate arc of Exiles, because next time we talk about it, uh, we're going to be talking about Die by the Sword. And... Yeah, this this arc especially is where I was like, I don't think Chris Claremont's good at writing anymore. Chris Claremont still got it sometimes. Sometimes, but like here it's not good. And like there were some big details that I apparently missed out on when I was reading. Yeah, oh, okay. Like what? Well, like, uh, like I totally missed that uh gwen stacy was in this one like it was just like oh here's another blonde lady did i miss where they introduced her and i guess i did i think you did yeah it it... because i don't know if i was just like super tired when i was reading it or not but it was like i didn't know why there was a second blonde lady dancing with miguel until like all of a sudden it's like Oh, Gwen, now I've got to be really concerned about you, Gwen. And it's like, did th- did they mention her name before? I don't remember if they did or not. Yeah, like that. that's where I was confused because it's like, wait, is Sue Storm also hooking up with Miguel and Sabretooth? But uh, I digress because we've got to cover a bunch of stuff right now. Uh, so this week we are covering Exiles Volume 1, numbers 95 through 98, which was written by Chris Claremont. Uh, the first few arcs, or the first three issues, had art by Clayton Henry with inks by Norman Lee. And uh, the last issue had art by Ronan Cliquette and Hamilton Santos on the inks. And all the issues were colored by Will Quintana with letters by Simon Poland. And last time on Exiles, when Chris Claremont had taken over, there was that weird universe that I, I've already blocked out a bunch of stuff from it. Salak uh, showed up, but I don't remember why. Uh, because they snatched her out of the team because everyone else got taken over by Hydra Sue Storm. And oh, also, that's right. Yeah, and also Slaymaster was there. And for those of you playing at home, what sort of game are you playing and doesn't involve drinking? And also, for those of you listening at home, Slaymaster was a character from Captain Britain comics. Psylocke, if you are unfamiliar, was Captain Britain very briefly when she took over for her brother. And Slaymaster went and cut out her eyes. So she she has history, and so there's this alternate universe Slaymaster who's now going around hunting Psylocke's down. For funsies. And towards the end, it looked like the uh, Time Breakers, who were the bugs who initially recruited the Exiles team, were going to have to destroy the universe they were in. The Exiles refused to leave, and they fixed the universe enough. And so now they're finally returning, but things aren't normal. So let's go over the team that we have. First up, we have Blink, who is from the Age of Apocalypse. She can create portals, and she's also in The Gifted. Sort of. Like, the character is, but not this 
version. Then we have Sabretooth, or as Blink would refer to him, Daddy Sabretooth. No, no, don't say that word anymore. James <laughs> ruined it. For all you Exiles fans. Um, but anyway, he is also from the Age of Apocalypse, and he is a good guy in this universe. Uh, there is Morph, the last remaining member of the original Exiles team, and he can transform into anything, and he's the resident goofball. Though, like, here he doesn't really do as many background gags. Well, technically, Morph isn't, is dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, because uh, it's actually uh, Proteus from the House of M universe who is possessing his body, but they've wiped his mind so he thinks that he is Morph. Yep. It's like Lord. Of, it's like the new Lord of the Rings game, the Shadow of War games. We're just doing some kind mind control. That means we're good. It's enslaving. No, Luke. You don't understand. We have the White Ring. That makes it okay. We don't have the evil Dark One Ring. After that, we have Longshot, who is from the Mojoverse. There is only one of him, except for when there's not. Uh, Longshot's whole thing is he can basically manipulate probability and uh, has a super great mullet. And he can manipulate probability as long as he's doing good. Oh yeah, that was stupid in the last one. Yep. Uh, There's also Miguel O'Hara, who is Spider-Man 2099 from a universe where the Exile showed up and messed with his universe, so it diverged. So now he can't go home because he got uh, publicly revealed. And, you know, he's got Spider-Man powers. And last up, we have Psylocke from the original Marvel 616 universe. Um, In addition to her telekinesis, she can also make psychic daggers and swords. And is a ninja. With the uh, sum totality? Yep. You gotta have that sum totality. And... The Exiles have returned, and somehow they were gone for a while. And there's a lot of just weird stuff that uh, Claremont is putting in here. Like, oh, uh, the Panopticon apparently has lights. And yeah, they started mentioning utilities here, which they never really did before. And like the equipment that I always figured was built into the place. But like they're they keep finding out that like equipment is gone and the time breakers where the bugs were gone and they also can't find Heather Hudson, aka well, she's now just Heather Hudson, incredibly smart person who had been working as their team leader. And you know, instead of being really concerned, they're just like, Oh, well, I guess we have to restart here. Oh well. And they end up settling back and eventually ask well, I wonder what happened to everybody. And that's when the Time Broker, which is sort of the collective unconscious robot, which is now in the form of Heather Hudson, uh, shows up and is like, oh, uh, yeah, I was waiting to see if you were real, which is dumb. And we get a brief explanation of what happened. But like, it is very dumb for even something with the collective unconscious of Heather Hudson to not immediately be super excited to see her team returned. Mm-hmm. Especially because we find out they had been gone for months. Even though like they were only gone from the uh, universe for like a day or two. 
like ugh, this is just bad stuff that I'm glad gets ignored later on. Uh, anyways, uh, Heather, the real Heather, thought that the team had died when they lost con- con- uh, when they lost contact with the universe. She sunk into depression. Uh, the bugs ended up leaving. She started breaking a lot of stuff, but eventually she got better, cleaned up the place, and then returned home in the six months that they were gone. Uh, Clarice and Morph decide to go after her to see that everything's fine. Miguel plans to restore the command center with help from Longshot, and Psylocke and Sabretooth try to explore the Panopticon, which they've never really done before. Even though they've been there for like how long? Yeah. It. Claremont. No, Claremont's just uh, fixing some problems that the others had. So, Morph and Blink end up finding Heather on her homeworld, and she's gotten pregnant at this point, so she decides to stay off the team, which I don't think is mentioned ever again after this arc. And I also thought that her husband, Wolverine, was dead. He is but... dead. No, memories of what's his name now? She has a new husband now. When they went back to her homeworld, it was what's his name, who's also on Alpha Flight. Oh, James Hudson. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Meanwhile, Psylocke is fighting Slaymaster again, and she is getting her butt kicked. But it turns out that it was a simulation. She was actually fighting Sabretooth. And she's really worried about fighting Slaymaster again because he really kicked her ass last time. So Sabretooth suggests that she either finds someone better to protect her or she learns to accept her fate. Well, to protect her, train her. And meanwhile, Miguel finishes the system repairs and finds that there is a world in peril. Psylocke offers to stay behind to watch. And they end up in New York City where the Fantastic Four, you know, Sue, Johnny... The Hulk <gasps> and Victor Von Doom? Wait, that's not the Fantastic Four. That's the four Fantastics are uh, waiting for him. <sighs> it, it seems like they Claremont immediately just uses too many Fantastic Fours. Like the first two stories are both Fantastic Four. That's because he loves his Fantastic Four. Except I don't think he ever really got a run on the he series. He didn't. And I don't yeah. actually know if he loves them. More of it's a, hey, I can actually experiment with characters who aren't just the X-Men. Yeah. It, it, it's just like way too much. It, it just feels weird that these first two stories are both Fantastic Four. Uh, anyways, Psylocke is meanwhile sleeping while on monitor duty. And she finds herself in an area where hundreds of characters have exploded out of space. She ends up getting grabbed by a man and a woman who invite her to a picnic. And when she asks what is happening, they explain that time and space are unraveling, which we already knew. Though I guess Psylocke didn't know about it. And someone else needs to fix it. Back on this new Earth, which happens to be Earth 187319. uh, Doom uh, feels like... You know, the Exiles are probably here to help, so he's uh, ready to welcome that. But they notice that uh, She-Hulk and Mole Man had been nearby waiting to attack. Blink teleports up to Mole Man, 
and She-Hulk, who are dressed in rags. She tries to talk to them, but they knock her out. Mole Man runs off with her, so the Exiles join up with Doom and take out She-Hulk, who in this universe is dumb while the Hulk is smart, and they're able to subdue her. As the Exiles and Doom question her, it turns out that in this universe, Reed Richards is the Mole Man, and Victor Von Doom invites them home. And the Exiles also notice that the crowd around them is very weird. It says that they're cheering, but there's no like actual signs that they were being cheered on in the art, which is a weird mm-hmm. disconnect. So uh, Blink wakes up in the clutches of Mole Man, and she notices that everyone looks like Ben Grimm. And Mole Man explains how Doom genetically modified the population, removing things like humor and essentially their souls. And he was able to figure out that Blink is from another world because she has emotions. Here's a real question. Even though... So do you think that Charlie Kaufman is just a really big fan of Chris Claremont's run? And that was his inspiration for Anomalisa? I didn't see that one. Oh, Luke, you messed up. Yeah. For all the cool kids at home, you'll know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, this is one of the things where it's like super inconsistent because it's like, oh, they essentially don't have souls or emotions or anything. And it's like, no, like these people definitely do. They react to things and they have opinions on things. It, it It's not well written. Uh, Doom, meanwhile, gives outfits to the members of the team who came back with him. And Morph is feeling really uneasy. And meanwhile, back at the Panopticron, a version of Kitty Pride appears. She immediately runs away because she is worried about what's going on. And when she tries to face through a wall, she fails mysteriously. Psylocke goes to help her, and we find out that this version of Kitty Pride is actually named Cap. And she recognizes Psylocke as the deceased Captain Britannia from her world. So Psylocke takes her to the Medwing. And the mysterious couple follows behind. What do you think is up with this mysterious couple, Davin? I don't know, Luke. Good. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. I don't remember it being, like, satisfactorily explained. It wasn't. No, no, like, even in the end. No, I, no. I think, like... No, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, like, even at the end of Claremont's run. Oh. Yeah. It's... <sighs> Claremont. Uh, Longshot, meanwhile, looks over the town, and he's feeling uneasy, and more food been following him asks why as they head into Central Park. And Longshot's like, oh, yeah, these people have no passion. They've got no soul. Which... They, they keep saying that, but there's other stuff going on that's like, uh, people, people be horny. So Blink shows up and asks them to come with her. Meanwhile, Miguel has been dancing with a blonde lady who I thought was Sue Storm, but it's actually Gwen Stacy. Which, sure. Mind explode. What? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like it's supposed to be this big twist, but it's really not handled well at all. Because, I mean, I think that could be a really fun twist. Mm-hmm. 
but instead it's just like, oh, hey, he's in cool. love with this blonde lady who looks like Sue Storm. We haven't really been properly introduced to her. And also, like, Sabretooth ends up hooking up with Sue Storm, and while he's asleep, Victor ends up getting a chance to examine the talus, and <sighs> this this comic is just not good. Nope. Yeah. Reed explains how Doom offered the world peace after World War Three. He solved hunger and disease. And then he's like, oh, well, there's some people who aren't happy with what I'm doing, so I'm either going to kill them or mind control them. And that's when we have uh, the new improved She-Hulk come in, who had apparently been in a relationship with Reed Richards, which, okay, sure. Well, doesn't need uh, Green Moles, though, Luke. Yeah. He... Reed doesn't even really look like a mole man, and he has that weird laser blast that he used earlier. It's... Yeah. He wasn't. God, he's not fun, classic mole man. Mm hmm. And he's not even consistent. So, Hulk follows in along with the uh, Human Torch. So, the exiles uh, who were down with Reed fight, and they're able to escape. And somehow, Victor has been able to duplicate the Talus, so he sends in a group of mercenaries to the Panopticon, which. I, I'm pretty sure there have been other scientists who have looked at this thing who have been unable to get anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. It, it, God, yeah. It's because Doom's better than you, Luke. Yeah, he's better than all of us. Uh, the soldiers end up knocking out the time broker version of Heather Hudson, as well as Psylocke, and uh, Kitty Pride ends up surrendering. So as the soldiers fan out to explore the Panopticon, they end up getting assaulted by John Proudstar, because Thunderbird is back, motherfuckers. You remember Thunderbird, right, Devin? Yeah, quite cheerfully, I never really cared about Thunderbird and didn't really care that he was in the wall. Yeah, uh, way, way back, he fought Galactus, had to go... A bunch of government employees? More like a bunch of Apocalypse employees. Mm-hmm. Now the clones are sexy teens now. They're going to make it if they try. Well, I, wouldn't, I don't know if John Proudstar is one of the sexy teens. Not really. He's like Angus Khan. <laughs> <sighs> so, uh, yeah, he essentially went Super Saiyan, uh, broke his body, uh, beating the hell out of Galactus on a scroll world and he's been preserved ever since he had also had a relationship with nocturne who we also haven't seen for a while yeah uh she ended up leaving the team when they went to the 616 and at this time i think she's done working with the mutant liberation front stuff that she had gotten drafted into but i'm pretty sure the next one of these episodes i'll have to go and read uh, what happened that Claremont was writing that led into this. So I finally get to number 98, where the art changes, and it's it's better. I mean, it's slightly different, but I think it's better overall. It was better. And so back in the Morlock Caves, the four Fantastics are hunting down uh, Reed and his team. They're joined by Miguel, Sabretooth, and Morph. Uh, Johnny gets angry at Miguel because he's sort of needling him. And uh, 
like Sue Storm ends up bubbling both of them, so they stop fighting. And meanwhile, uh, Jin, uh, She-Hulk, knows that Reed loves her, so she figures that will make it easier for them to attack. And Miguel confesses his love to Gwen Stacy, which sort of comes out of nowhere. Like, it's all of a sudden, oh, I've got feelings it's for you, It's action like, movie love, Luke. Yeah. We've been through a thing together. Now we're in love. I I just wanted more scenes of them before. Because here it's just like, oh, all of a sudden we're at level 10. And meanwhile, I think Reed Richards killed all of his Ben Grimm clones. Or they all died. It's It's really unclear. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what happened to them. Yeah, Chris, what's what's going on here? What's going on here, buddy? And back on the Panopticon, Doom soldiers are preparing to essentially genetically normalize Kitty and the others, but she's able to escape because she still has phasing powers, and Proudstar bursts in. Psylocke has no idea who he is, and the three of them team up and take the soldiers out. And they've got a brief moment of relief and share the fact that Thunderbird died on both of their worlds. So they really don't know what he is except for a dead dude. Uh, uh, So as Doom is watching his soldiers getting taken out, Reed Richard shows up. Doom and Reed fight with Reed initially having a definite edge. The Exiles, meanwhile, are fighting the four Fantastics plus Gwen. And during the fight, Gwen uh, goes in to help the four Fantastics. And Miguel's like, Wade, why are you fighting these people? And she's like, uh, yeah, are you with me or are you against me? Which is like, it feels so fucking manufactured here. And she ends up like going with the team because she has literally no reason to support Miguel. And like, if they were trying to play this off as she had no emotions and was only being used to mess with Miguel, that would be fine. But they just don't do a good job on this issue. Like building anything. Doom, meanwhile, gets revenge on Reed, knocking him out, and he prepares to send this Earth into the Crystal Palace so he'll be able to, like, send people to all universes to genetically normalize them so they don't have emotions or anything. Classic Doom. Yeah, but the soldiers get sent back, and Reed is like, Victor, when was the last time people created or felt emotions? And then we see, like, across the Earth, people have apparently been dying for no reason. Like, of no known cause. Like, I have no idea what what is going on here. Uh, anyways, the uh, four Fantastics end up dying, uh, presumably because of the same death thing. The Exiles run away, and Reed destroys the Earth. And the Exiles are scattered across dimensions as the uh, three Exiles back in the Panopticon watch, unsure of what's happening next. Kaboom! This is not a good comic. It could have been better, for sure. It could have been, like, basically coherent. Like, uh, I, I... Yeah, yeah. 
it, it's uh, yeah we we've got uh questions we've also got to put this on trials of the multiverse so what do you want to do first trials <sighs> it's worse than chuck austin's exiles yeah You hear that, Xavier Viles. We're saying that Chris Claremont wrote a comic that was worse than a Chuck Austin comic. Ah, God, yeah. I remembered it being bad, but not this bad. Okay, uh, so are you ready to put this... How do how do you feel this compares to whom gods destroy? Speaking of our lowest ranked Chris Claremont, it's better comic. than that still. Uh, yeah, I, I guess Superman doesn't get turned into a Nazi rapist yeah. centaur. Reed Richards just gets turned into a mole man, so it's fine. Uh, how do you feel that compared to the Thing Elvis Not impersonator? Yeah. So our new number, 472 out of 492, so 20 from the bottom, is Earth 187319. Read it. What what should we describe this as? That bad Claremont Exiles world? I, I hope we don't need better descriptions, but like, I think that aptly describes it. Basically. So, uh, yeah, and then we got two questions in this week. Because I went and was like, hey, Twitter, send in some questions. What are the questions, Luke? So the first one comes from Xavier Files, who wants to know, what famous ex-creator would you have rather seen take over Exiles? And, uh, I mean, I can go first. I, I think that Morrison is a, like, easy answer here. Wow. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's pretty much wow. what, surprise, he, what he did with uh, Multiversity. Alternately, I mean, I could say Greg Pak, because this was essentially Extreme X-Men. What, what uh, X-Creator would you suggest? John Byrne. Why John? What? Uh, yeah, no, I, I could see him doing a good run yeah. on it. Getting the uh, like comedy side of things. Mm-hmm. But I think by this point, he had sort of gone off the deep end a few times. Well, that's not what he said. He said, which classic character? Which classic person? Which famous ex-creator? Yeah, so I'm going based off of who did this before this series. Okay. And then uh, Michael. I mean, otherwise, yeah, we could surely have like Matt Fraction would be a good one as well because he did a pretty good job on Exiles. Or on um, Fantastic Four. Yeah, no, I mean, Fraction would also be a good choice. Like, I could see this being similar to Defenders where it's this big puzzle box. Mm -hmm. Especially considering. It's Defenders, super underrated. Oh, yeah. I think sometime we might need to tackle that because that has some weird alternate universe stuff or at least construction mm-hmm. of the universe. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Michael, who is at Not Really Robot, wants to know what Exiles world would make the best basis for a series? 
I'd have to remember what they all are. We could just say the one where uh, Magic dropped those kids into the ocean. Yeah, that was good. No, no. What's the ocean? Wasn't it a volcano? I, I'm pretty sure it was the ocean. Maybe. Then yeah, that one. Let's see where that series goes. <laughs> um, oh no, she knocks those kids from Wakanda down a flight of stairs. Oh. <laughs> oh, our weird comics continuity that we built. Um, yeah, and she so... gets and she gets dropped into the ocean for like a half hour. That's right. Okay, thank you for correcting me. Yeah. So next week we are set to cover Days of Futures Past because we have surprisingly not talked about that and it sort of leads into our Christmas month of worlds that didn't happen or sort of did. So look forward to us covering one of the biggest and most important slash influential Marvel comic stories of all time. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, also written by uh, Chris Claremont. Yeah, let's let's get the exact opposite of what happened. So uh, Multiverse of Q is a weekly podcast. If you want to send us in questions about days of futures past, you can send those in on uh, Twitter at at Multiverse of Q dot com or at Multiverse or uh, via email at Multiverse of Q at Gmail dot com. Uh, you can visit us at multiverseq.com where I'm going to be working on getting some image galleries up again because I sort of got slacking on it. Uh, Devin, where can people find you online? You can find me online at fredofet, that's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. Luke, where can people find you? You can find me online at, at coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, uh, we had a Patreon backer who had to back out, so if you want to help us get out to our goal where we're essentially getting uh, money to pay for all of our hosting costs, that would be wonderful. Uh, that gets you early episodes of the Exiled podcast. I'm looking at doing some additional stuff on there because keeping busy with product because keeping busy with projects helps me deal with depression and you know we might also try and do some live streaming or some video game stuff because i've got that new lego marvel superheroes game i'll buy it at some point yeah i I don't know i would would people be interested if i like did brief summaries of characters who show up in the game to explain who they are in lego marvel superheroes because it has a bunch of alternate universe people I know that was like the entire selling point for this game. Mm -hmm. Some of it's very good. It's also like a weird combination of the Black Panther movie, which isn't out yet. Planet or uh, Thor Ragnarok and some other stuff. Yay. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, of course, we got to get our movie titans in there, Luke. Mm hmm. Uh, but yeah, we will see you next week for Days of Futures Past. Until then, this one's for Hank. Hank.